1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uplifting Impact podcast. My name is Deanna Singh. I am the chief change agent for Uplifting Impact, and I am always so incredibly excited about being able to host this podcast because I get to talk to amazing people. And then I get to hear from all of you with your questions and thoughts and and feedback. And today is no different. Today we have with us Miss Tidra Bernard. She is the Chief Talent and Diversity Officer of TransUnion. There, she is really focused on what it looks like to partner and provide strategy development across the organization. She intuitively sees the threads of opportunities, that winds through the organization and brings them together into a coherent whole. Teacher, everybody needs somebody who does that for them. So that's so awesome that that is your role in the organization. Immediately prior to joining TransUnion, Teacher was the director of HR for HP Enterprise. And in this role served as the global HR leader for HPE Point Next Global Client Services, with an organization of over 3,500 employees and $8 billion in revenue across 51 countries. So, what we're going to talk about today, and really Tidra's background, is going to help us kind of under have a better understanding of what it means to look at all of these different concepts from a very big space. Tjera.
0: Oh. Thank you. No, it's really good to hear and be here. And then I was just thinking about the bio that you just shared and all the lived experiences I've been through as well, but no, it's good to be here. Thank
1: you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to dive right in because I'm always so curious about how people are able to manage. You just talked about the, the lived experiences. We want to benefit from some of those. So we're excited to be able to ask you some questions. Just about what your experience has been, and I think you know one thing that kind of keeps coming up, and I think especially right now in this moment where we had a lot of people who have been doing DEI work for a long time, then we had some people you know who are like, "Hey, really came to an understanding and a realization of what their role could be" as we thought about these last couple of years. But whether you've been doing it for a really long time or you've just kind of gotten started and you're you're moving off the ground, one of the questions I always hear is what is a strategy that we can use to make sure that this is sustainable over the long term? So given your breadth of experience and, and all the work that you've done, I'd love to hear what some of your ideas are for those people who are asking that question. Like, you know, how do I sustain this? What does this look like when I'm thinking about my DEI strategies over the long term?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the benefits that I have for my role is I own the talent life cycle of an associate. And so what does that even mean? It starts when we're talking about like recruiting somebody. Once they get onboarded, their career, the growth, their training, and I think that is how you embed diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I'm fortunate enough to have two titles at my company, and I think it, it 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 pegs for success because it's not just about hey we have to go solve for a DEI initiative. We are solving as a people strategy, and part of the people strategy involves diversity, equity, and inclusion. So. I'm fortunate to be in this role for for um, TransUnion. and and I want to just say, Deanna, just one of the full disclaimer. I don't call myself a DNI expert. I mean, this is technically my first role where the title is in name. Um, obviously, I have lived experience being a a black female in corporate America. I've been part of you know DEI councils and forums and and pegged to to do different presentations, but this is the first time where it's actually been part of my mandate. And so I look at it as an opportunity to bring my previous experience as an HR professional, as a people leader, as just a human being who cares about individuals and wanting folks to show up as their selves to work. And that's how, that's what I do. And that's what I focus on. I think just answering your question about the strategy and how to sustain this at a long term, one of the things I think is just being able to share truth. To this. Because um, if you're not sharing the truth and transparency behind where you're at as a company or where you as organization or what you want to go do, people can see right through that. Um, and especially over the past couple of years where accountability is there and it's front and center, especially with social media. So that is something of just being transparent about where you are and where you want to go. The second thing is measuring it. Now, I know some companies are pretty glary of like sharing information, sharing data about how many black people you have, how many Hispanic you have, female, all that good stuff. And I think part of where if we want to have a solution to this issue is to have first the accessibility to the data and then what are your actually measured goals to achieve what you're trying to do. And I think that those having those two things are part of your long term strategy is important, too. And then like, what's the timing? Like we realize how long has this been going on? Way before I know I've even been in corporate America and longer even before that. So what are we trying to solve for and by when? And a lot of times this is where my impatience comes in because I would like to solve everything by the end of 2022. And I know that's not realist, but I also want to make sure too that the goals that we put forth are aggressive, but also it makes sense based off of the current status and and where we are as an organization. So the fortunate part for me and my role and the the role that I serve right now, I'm able to do all three. Um, And I hope that whoever's listening to this and tuning into this has that opportunity. And if you don't, ask the leadership. Ask what their plan is to be able to do this. I think right now, candidates and associates, this is an expectation. As an organization versus just a nice to have. So, those are some of the things I just think is is part of um, being able to verbalize it and be accountable to be measure it and then have some type of time bound goals tied to it. I think it's important.
1: You know what? I'm going to pull apart a couple of the things that you said just because I really want to highlight them. Everything that you just shared is awesome. I like. agree with all of the things that you put forward, but I really wanna like emphasize a couple of things. One thing you said was this is a people strategy for us. And one of the, you know, things that we often talk about is we talk about the fact that you have to have people, practices, and operations. And on all three of those levels, you have to be thinking about what your DEI strategy is. If you're just thinking about it on one of those levels and not the others or not putting energy in those other areas, or you're just right, you're, you're going to be off balanced, right? So we have some organizations that have a lot of training that they're doing a lot of, but But nothing has changed in their operations. Nothing has changed in their practices. Or we have people who are like, I'm going to put these 100 policies in place, but I've done nothing to educate my team along the way. And so nobody is implementing them and nobody knows what it means. It's not tied to anything that we're we're trying to do. And so like our framework, right? We're always talking about people, practices, operations, people, practices, operations. But the very fact that you emphasize this idea that when we're thinking about the life cycle of a, of a person who comes into our organization, no matter whether you're, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. So you tell me if I'm understanding correctly, but Matter whether you're a senior leader or if you are somebody who's frontline, just got hired 20 minutes ago, right? Yes. Everybody needs to have some kind of interaction with these conversations around inclusion and this the, the toolkit around inclusion. Otherwise, it also just doesn't work, right? We can't make assumptions that people who are just started, like they don't need to have be part of this. And we can't make assumptions that people who are in our senior leadership positions don't need to have it either. So again, don't want to put words in your mouth, but that has been a finding that I've. Yes. No, put words in my mouth. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you're absolutely right. Cause here, here is
0: the point of this. One of the things that I, I try to take a different approach when it comes to this, because everybody is invited to this party. Um, just because diversity is in my title, this might not make me the sole responsible at my organization. And I hope that um, my other peers in this space and this team feel the same way. And the moments in where it shows up are all people-based things. So when you think about a branding campaign, who's on the campaign? Do they do I identify with these folks? Do they have a variety of folks that look like me or interact with me and the customers? all the way up to, hey, let me see how the practice of it is of growing your career, or just being able to see different things of interviewing people. These are small things and I'm like, every manager, every person at a company has a role to play here. And I think that's the connection, that's the clicking point to our organization or anybody to say, hey, I already actually do this. You actually are an advocate for this. And it's, it's the small moments that build up to these bigger things where people feel included, and and you know just not taking an unconscious bias training and thinking oh you're not biased anymore that that's unrealistic too as well, and also there's there's an opportunity for folks to know that you won't always get it right, and I, and I think you have to have a little grace with this too as well because. For me, obviously, I identify as a black woman. I have experiences and I, I still won't get it right on, on different things, too, as well. And just having a little bit of like understanding and, and opportunity for folks to have some some honest conversations, be able to admit and also learn. I think that's a piece where we're starting to see a shift too, as well. So that opportunity, just saying like you, you play a role in this, big or small, here's yeah. here's some opportunities to show up and, and just in and every day, just do better, Just do better, yeah. know better, do better.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, that's the thing we always say. Like we approach every conversation is like you could be a potential ally. You know what I mean? Like every conversation is like this is an opportunity for you to grow your leadership toolkit that everybody has a sphere of influence. Whether that's like who you meet on your way to work, right? Where you stop to get gas, where you do whatever, like all these different things. Like that's a sphere of influence where you have, whether it's in your job because you have a title, this and that, that ah, doesn't really matter. Everybody has. Yeah a sphere of influence and the more people who are tracking in the same direction, like the more impact that we have. Right. Cause yep. when I, I mean, I always say like where this work happens, yes, we do these big things and it's really important. We got to have strategic goals and it has to be connected to our vision, but like a lot of what happens that the doing of it is in these individual interactions, individual conversations. So hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. I get worried about my mouth anytime. Well, I just wanted to highlight this like people strategy because we have a lot of people who are actually in you know roles where they get to either as managers or they're in roles as HR professionals where they do get to be part of what is the strategy for this for for our team's growth and and where they're going to go. And so I think embedding it and kind of talking about it as that. This is part of our learning and development. This is part of our growth strategy. This is part of how we increase the skill set and upskill our team. Like those are all, look at, listen to those beautiful words, right? Those are all beautiful words we're already saying. And so you could just kind of pull these um, through. Another thing that I thought I just wanted to like kind of tease out um, of what you said was that you really pointed to this idea of sharing the truth, measuring it, and having a time to it. But I think one of the things that ties all those together is the fact that everybody is in a different place, right? And so if you're not honest about it, then people think you're not even thinking about it, right? Right. And I think that's problematic. If you don't have something that is tied to some kind of goal or something that you can measure, you're going to wear out, right? Because people are going to be like, I just feel like I'm constantly moving, but I'm not really sure to what direction. I was just reading a quote. I I don't know who it's by, but it's like if you have no place to aim, you're always going to hit the target, right? Like yeah. if you have no aim, because yeah, right. So what, yeah. what does that mean? And then not understanding some of the timing. I think, you know, with this work, it is long. It, it, I am an yeah. impatient listener, right? So I'm like, <laughs> yesterday we should, right? So I, I did. Yeah. But how do we set some goals or some time posts or some benchmarks so we could celebrate too, right? The, that's a part of the human nature is like, we need to be able to find some spaces where we can say, yeah, We did that. Right. We we were headed. We got there. We still got a long way to go, but we're we're going to stop here for a minute. Rest. Um, One of my my teammates was talking about how, you know, you go up mountains and like sometimes Mm -hmm. just stop and take a selfie. Boom. I was here. You know, (laughs) that's
0: right. Because, I (laughs) mean, part of the work this this work is is exhausting. It's personal. On top of the, you know, pre 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 pandemic and post pandemic. I don't even know if we're in post pandemic, but well, <laughs> it, it is one of those things where you the 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 goalposts sometimes move, and you need to address things. You need to stop what you're doing and go do there. And I think, but having the small moments of celebrating is not bad. Um, it's it, especially when people do feel it, and particularly. When you're thinking about associates of an organization where they're seeing the impact, not only on their side, but also what leaders are saying and, and less words, more action, I think is is what, what is needed. So sometimes it is a small selfie moment of saying like, look who we've come in one year or six months. What have we done differently? And, and then what are we going to continue to change to as well? And I think that that's an important part. You got to celebrate because another thing, Deanna, life is too short. Yeah. <laughs>
1: small victories. Yeah. And I always tell people like this work is heavy. It's yeah. hard. There are things that are so challenging, but I actually experience a tremendous amount of joy in the work. Yeah. And that is because we do make those times to say like, Hey, here's where we are. Here's where we're going. And I think that's what fuels people, right? Like yeah. you keep, you can be on the grind for so ever so long, and then you get worn out, you get tired, you lose the, the people who are your biggest advocates, right? Because they're exhausted. Yep. Exactly. So those are the moments to like get that replenishment, get the excitement, get the encouragement and the inspiration. And that's not just true for DEI, that's true for any charge management. Yeah. I think one of the
0: best things that have come from, from being in this space, let's just say that, is I've been able to have some authentic conversations with individuals and learn more about things that I never would have been in the corporate environment or the business if I were talking about there. But just being able to hear like personal stories and the impact of where they even come from. And so if I even just get a small window of that, like that connection, just being human being is fantastic. We all want that because we want to be honored and recognized. And then the empathy that comes with it of like, wow, I didn't even know this, or I didn't even know we we have shared experiences that are very similar, even though we come from completely different backgrounds. I think that has been probably one of the best things of being in this space of like learning and having some real conversations with individuals that I would never have had. And I also love that we also don't have to agree. We can disagree and that is completely fine.
1: Yeah. 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 I love that too. I mean, it kind of goes in line with like grace, what you said, what you said about empathy, right? What you also said just about being humans, right? (laughs) That's where I find the joy in it too. There's just so many people, who, again, who come from different places who are understanding the world differently. I don't have a preconceived notion of where you need to be, which I think is important in, in having these honest dialogues. But we can get somewhere together. Like we could both move forward together, right? In whatever in whatever ways that is. So yeah. yeah. So that's that is that's awesome. Okay. And then I know I only asked you one question, but there was you you just had so many things that I just want to make sure. Um, but the the other question or the other thing that you brought up that I just really want to emphasize is this idea of asking. Right. I cannot tell you how many times people are like, well, my organization doesn't do that. We don't have this. And it sounds very sad like this. And teacher just said, don't do that. She said, if you have an idea or you want to step in this space, do it. Yeah. Ask. I cannot tell you how many people in leadership have reached out to us. We've had conversations. They're like, we know this is really important. We're not sure how our, you know, how our team is going to respond. They're looking for you. Right. So something that you're passionate about or you have a desire, or there's an idea that you have, there is nothing wrong with raising your hand because the expectation is right before our eyes changing as this being a nice to have to being an absolute example of whether or not somebody has leadership skills and leadership.
0: That is right. hundred percent. I think this is the opportunity is, is now. And again, it's one of those things of you're, you're not just solving for you and your personal thing, you're solving for others as well. And I think that that is courage that it does take to be able to say that. And I get it, you know, sometimes, and and it also depends on who you want to talk to and how you address it. But, Now is the time to be able to have that accountability and to be able to have curiosity behind what is your organization going to do about this and how can you help to as well? Now, one of the things most people know me for is, I love feedback on this kind of stuff. If if I send out something or, you know, like, hey, did you think about this? And sometimes again, I get it right, I get it wrong. But the moment that people give me like criticism or feedback, oh, you're joining in on this party. You can't just give feedback and not be part of the solution here. So I'm like, okay, you want to critique? Let's let's talk about this, and you can come educate us. And and now we know, then we won't do it again. So that's one of my my rules when it comes to this. If you're gonna offer feedback, you're gonna be joining this party and help me because there is plenty of work for everybody to go do. So uh, just be mindful of <laughs> when when you have your uh, diversity practitioners in there, like volunteer help because this work is complex and difficult and always need people to participate in there too as well
1: <laughs> absolutely you we know, what we say internally is like you can make a mistake or you come up with you can have a problem whatever but try and always pair that with some kind of solution you know like be part of the solution um yep. uh, for what it is because we welcome failure and we welcome like pushback and we welcome right. whatever but we also just want to make sure that we're encouraging the other side of it too it's not just like hey i'm leaving this here for you Boom. yep don't <laughs> know. Really, really. Come on for with us. He was my new <laughs> gift. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, very awesome. So thank you for letting me pull apart that answer, just because it was so right on. And I know these are all the questions that you know we hear all the time, and what people are really trying to trying to work through. Okay, so another question that I have for for you. So one of the things, especially, I think, you know, as somebody who gets to see across the organization, I, I love talking to people from all different departments and everything, but I particularly love talking to people who get that lens, right? And so a lot of our DEI practitioners or people who are listening have that kind of a lens. They're they're able to see across the organization. So one of the questions I have for you is when you look across the organization, Why is it important to make sure that you do in those decision-making moments um, and the places, right? Not just the moments, but also just the places that are making the decisions. Why is it important to have diversity? Is it important to have diversity there? And if so, why? Yes and yes. (laughs) Easy. No, I think it's important for
0: for several reasons, and this is honestly one of the reasons why I wanted to join in on these efforts and and take it. And I think about it like from this perspective of if we're having talent conversations with senior leaders, and there's no one in the room that looks like me, how am I being represented? And that that's just based off of of talent. So I want to make sure that you know diversity perspectives are coming into play, inclusion is coming into play. You know, are we giving opportunities to the right individuals? And again, it, it could be whatever you identify with. And I think being able to call that, recognize it, and also hold leaders accountable when, when it's not happening, I think is extremely important. The other thing too is decisions get made by senior level executives. That is the reality. That is the truth. And so in order to have a diverse or inclusive opportunity. You need to have diverse and inclusive individuals. And and again, one of the things that's just human nature is we tend to go to like-minded folks or people who look like us and who think like us that's just human nature and that is okay. No one's asked you to to change that, I, I, I do the same thing. I think part of where this serves is being able to look around and have individuals who don't look like you or do have a different point of view. That is where the magic happens. And we've seen it time and time again about how many reports come out most organizations who are diverse have better financial results so if that is not enough to persuade you I don't know what else is because money matters we are for profit and that is the reality of it too as well so I say the other thing is um with organizations and to have decision makers that look at their actions over words they see it then people will believe it Yep. And then what happens, too, is representation, it serves as a vehicle. So people can see it. People know that decisions are being made with their best interest too, as well. And then it also serves as a visual. And at the end of the day, especially being in a very virtual environment, if you see people who identify with you or know that they're coming with an inclusive way of thinking to be able to make decisions, then, one, you probably have a higher productivity. You'll have people who are um, not only influenced but encouraged. And then just the commitment, I think, is better too as well. So being able to have that just at the the top starting there, that is where the magic happens. That's where the decision happens. And I think being able to have that is extremely important. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean all those reasons, right? Like I do think that you start to see this, and it's not just like our our ideas. This is yeah. well documented yeah. that when you have representation, it does make a big difference into people's not just their perceptions, but their their ability to trust, right? That they're being represented, that their ideas are being represented, that they have opportunities for growth. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've had a candidate, right? Uh, and and a lot of really senior leader people who will say. Yeah, no, I wouldn't look at the senior leadership of this organization. They're recruiting me, but I have no interest because there's yep. nobody that has any, like, there's no women, there's no people of color. Yep. There's, there's nothing on their website that, you know, talks about how they feel about the LGBTQ plus community, right? Like there's, yep. there's nothing, there's a, it doesn't mean that there isn't, it doesn't exist, but they're even from the beginning, I see a void or I don't see representation. So I'm no longer like really interested. I'm not going to pursue this. I'm not going to call the recruiter back. I'm not going to write because that's right. one of the things that right now, I think people are really paying attention to and have been for a really long time. But now I think people are just being more vocal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's two things with that. One is um, silence is loud. Mm, That is going to be your quotable. (laughs) Silence is loud. Silence is loud. And we've seen it in the past two years. and, and again, it's one of those things is it's a, it's a it's an interesting game of how you play this. Silence can be extremely loud and also making mediocre statements can damage you too as well. So you got to be, you got to play this on the the right car, but it is absolutely true. So they didn't even get the opportunity to probably have great talent based off of what that example you just gave. Cause that silence, the, it, was, it was not represented. It wasn't shared. So of course the, the assumption is, well, you guys don't even have a state, a stance in this. Yeah. That's an unfortunate part. That we're missing out on a great talent like that too. So that's just one thing of like I, I'd rather I'd rather have a voice. I'd rather take a stance on some things and just again, it's it's to be fair of just like what our people strategy is. What are the things that are hold true to our values? Tie it back to that because it's beyond just diversity, equity, inclusion. It is a people strategy and it's a it's a value and belief system that I think you always have to hone in to as well. So, but yeah, that's a
1: comment I wanted to do. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree, right? And so, as we're listening to this, we're thinking about, okay, well, what does this mean? How do we, you know, position ourselves? Does it mean that tomorrow we're going to have all the representation of all different social identities? No, you're, it doesn't mean that, but there are creative ways to make sure that you are incorporating different voices. And sometimes that's external to your organization. Sometimes that's through interorganizational inter things. Sometimes that's through having vendors who can provide some support. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to get to what you're trying to, to move towards, but that's the part of thinking about it, not just as this other side thing, but really thinking about it from a strategy standpoint this is what what we're what we're doing this is how we're focusing right this is how we're going to make sure that this happens and then yep. we're able to to show up in a way that really does support our values right support yep. who we are and and what and not just even who we are because sometimes who we are is not where we want to be yep so it supports where we're trying to go to and how we're trying to move um in the marketplace i had so much fun talking to you i don't Me want to I do have one question for you. And just because we've talked a lot about a lot of like, you know, really serious stuff. We always like to try (laughs) and get in a fun question too. So one of my questions is what brings you joy?
0: Oh, that is a good question. Reading. Reading is my sacred space. And it doesn't have to be like a very serious book. I, I go I go full throttle on the range of the books I read. So if you if you look at my catalog, you're like, this woman is all over the place. But reading is sacred because I build the characters in my head. Um, it gives me a chance to just decompress. I love following the stories and making up the stories too as well. So reading is probably my, certainly my, my sacred space. Don't tell my kid that because most people probably answer my kids bring me joy. I do, But for me,
1: <laughs> reading is my sacred space for sure. That is so awesome. I have made it like, I love reading too. I, it's such a, such a great, like, yeah, it's like a way to kind of um, go into this other space and, yeah. kind of, you know, do all these other things, but I have made it like bar nothing. Like seriously, I could be, can't even keep my eyes open yep. and whatever to at least read a chapter every day of a yes. book. And it is like holding holding that space, and sometimes it's you know related to business, and sometimes it's related to DEI, and sometimes it's related to nothing, just pure funny fun, or you know story based whatever. And sometimes it is reading with my kids, so we (laughs) are, you know, we're always deep into some kind of book, uh, some kind of book too. But that's awesome. That's awesome. And I, you know, I think that that's the when we think about these moments and opportunities and ways we even facilitate conversations just finding out like, what are some of those things, right? What that's my favorite question, literally yep. ask anybody. Um, because there are so many things that we can learn from one another. What are you reading? What's it about? What, how does that connect? Who are the characters? What, what are you learning from it? Right. Mm-hmm. A super simple way to start a diversity, equity, and inclusion conversation. <laughs> love <it. laughs> I love it. love <laughs> All right. So teacher, thank you so much for being with us. I know our guests are going to want to know more about you. What's the best way for them to stay connected?
0: I am probably the most active on LinkedIn. Um, I need to get better on all other social media (laughs) aspects, but LinkedIn, I post frequently. I do blogs typically on a monthly basis and then just to learn more about me and I love to connect. So yeah, for sure.
1: Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure that we put your profile link into our show notes, Um, but thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for all of you who joined us this week, I'm sure that you learned something because I learned something. I get all these notes in front of me. Um, but make sure that you don't keep that learning just to yourself. Please share, um, send out the link to other people so that other people can hear all the wonderful things that we learned today from Tidra. We also love to hear your ideas on other guests that we might be, uh, we should be looking at or inviting or questions that you might have. So feel free to go to upliftingimpact.com and reach out there with any questions or comments that you have. We also welcome your questions and comments on LinkedIn. We have a great partnership with LinkedIn and and love to be able to hear what you're thinking about and some of the ideas that you might have. So lots of ways no excuse not to stay connected uh, to myself or to Justin Ponder, who is my wonderful co-host. So again, thank you for being here with us. We believe that the more people who are thinking about these topics, really incorporating them into their daily practice, the more impact we can uplift. Talk to you soon.